Hey everyone and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host Jonathan Miley and this is DCI number 80. In this episode, Brian and I get to talk to Lubomir Liev, who is one of the two developers on Strength of the Sword. Uh, it's a game that's currently in its Kickstarter campaign and is actually a port of a PlayStation 3 game that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, seems really interesting. It's a, it's a really brutal third-person um, action-adventure game that just seems um, quite, quite terrible in the, the best way. And uh, oddly enough, it has just one of the best Kickstarter pages I think I've ever seen. You can just feel Event Games' uh, passion and excitement about this game, and it, it's really, really neat. Uh, you can find out more information as well as uh, links to the Kickstarter page on darkstation.com. There you can find our other previews and reviews and that kind of stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, darkstation underscore com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We would love to know what you think of the show, and you can always reach out to us at podcast at darkstation.com as always thank you for listening now on with the show no less uh you were obviously a very dedicated man <laughs> yeah well it's a pleasure i mean it's uh, thank you for having us absolutely absolutely well before we get started talking about uh uh strength of the sword uh let's talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do at uh Ivan games yeah uh well my name is lumir i'm the artist at event games and uh it's um i it's a very small studio. It's just you know me and my programmer Georgi. Uh, we we've been doing this for quite a while, but it's just now starting to pick up. I don't know if you know this, but we did release Strength of the Sword free on the PlayStation Free. Like I played it. Really? Yep. I actually reviewed it like almost two years ago. Oh my god! Yeah. That's why when I saw this come up in our in, in our schedule, I was like, "Hold on a second, I've played that game." <laughs> yeah, I've actually I've actually played it. It was uh, I, I I was uh, there were some there I had they had some little issues with it, which I, I want to talk about a little later. Uh, but overall, it was pretty great. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, did you play the you played the U.S. version, right? Like from uh, the... yes. Okay, good. Yes. Because. At first, we released in Europe, and the, the version was a little buggy. But uh, okay, yeah, uh, no, no, I played the yeah, I played the U.S. release. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, you know, you've been working on uh, Strength of the Sword for for quite some time. How long have you actually been working on on games in in general? Oh. I don't know, like seven years. But before that, I was in the movie and TV industry. I, I did some like architectural visualization in my second studio, the second studio I started. Uh, it's it. I'm. Uh, this is my. Fir- this is the first game studio that I started. It's, okay. Uh, uh, it's. I started two studios before that for you know uh, visual effects and stuff, but. Uh, Actually, this is 
extremely like a thousand times better and more fun and more challenging. I fucking love it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and sorry. It's fine. That's fine. It's Can fine. I curse? Absolutely. You... We actually oh. we, we technically have a an explicit rating. We don't generally use it that much, but we have it there just in case. So oh, you're going to use it tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So you said that you've been working on games for about seven years, but uh, how long have you been working on on just games? When when did you start uh, event games? Um, I don't know. It's been like maybe six years ago. Not okay. sure actually. Uh, but I like just now because after the, the the release of on the PlayStation Three of Strength of Soul Free, I me and Georgi took a little break because it was a really really tough project to do uh, it, as you know it's like this is not a this is not a project that two people should be making because uh, <laughs> you've seen like other indie games that are made by two pe- uh, people it's always 2d pixel art something something dark side mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we took a little break i worked in ubisoft for a year i was associate lead environmentalist uh no wait associate lead environment yeah um i worked on assassin's creed rogue i don't know if you've played that one i i haven't but i'm i'm eagerly awaiting the uh the pc release of that so um so i haven't played it yet but i will well i'm looking forward to your feedback on that one as well (laughs) And Georgi worked on uh, Tropical Five, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've we've been around. I worked on like this really shitty MMO before we started the studio. It was <laughs> called Earthrise. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I hope no. you haven't. Yeah. But, uh, 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 if there's one of us that has, it, it would have been Brian. I I. I have I don't know anything about MMOs, so it's... <laughs> yeah, like me neither. That's not my kind of game. <laughs> I, I prefer very uh, much more distilled gameplay in the games I play. It's just MMOs t- soak up so much time for mm. yeah bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're fans of MMOs. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm fine with that assessment. <laughs> So yeah, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. Well, it was like, uh, how long ago did we start event games? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think it was six years ago. Not okay. sure anymore. It's it's all a bit of a blur. We've been doing a lot of freelance work the whole time because we have to pay the bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, yeah, we were always like we were joking that we're always three months away from release and every time we look at what we've done we're like ah it's almost done three more months three more months and it was like that for five years <laughs> uh, it's, it's become a running joke in bulgaria <laughs> like because because we're relatively well known around here and there was just so much um i don't know it was teasing on the side of our colleagues like from other studios it's like no how's the game going is it done yet (laughs) three more months three more months (laughs) 
So, so how much longer at, at this point? Is it still three more months out, or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, how long is it till September? Uh, this time it's like seven. So, we're we're probably like more uh, we're better at uh, foreseeing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we're nah. I'm pretty sure we can do it. it. Like like you've seen, like the base gameplay is there, and uh, we're gonna concentrate on the multiplayer stuff for now. So that's gonna be fun. I can't wait actually. I wanted to do the multiplayer even when we were doing the the PS3 version, but it was just like it was gonna blow us way out of scope. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but now it is time. <laughs> so when did you start working on um strength of the sword ultimate uh well like two months after we released strength of the sword free okay it was just like we we started actually uh georgie started uh you know prepping the engine for for porting to different platforms so he's done like a lot of uh, he did a lot of research for the hardware of the next-gen consoles the, and the Wii U and the Vita. Uh, he's pretty confident. It's, it's like maybe two months away uh, and he'll be ready with the tech. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to use the, the old build to start you know, uh, preparing other stuff like assets and so on. Um, and we're gonna fix some of those camera issues. That's gonna take a little bit of redoing some of the levels. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna work out pretty nicely, actually. Um, but like I said, we've been doing other stuff in the meantime, like constantly, and working at Ubisoft, trying to ship a, a project, and uh, he was working at Hemi once. And I say we've been working for this like for a year and a half, but it's really not that much time that we could spare okay very cool very cool why did you choose to drop the three and go with ultimate uh well georgi wasn't happy with the three (laughs) i always thought it was a funny decision considering like that was actually the first one yeah (laughs) and that 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 it was just kind of like hey you're coming in you know mid-story i thought it was a real it was an interesting weird take on it so that, that's mm-hmm. i thought it was funny it's like we're ending all of our trilogies right off the bat and we don't want to do um like multiple like we don't want to do sequels like mm-hmm. ultimate isn't really a sequel it's just like let's finish or let's round up the project the way it should have been like with multiplayer mode because the combat could, it it works great in multiplayer uh, i can't wait for you guys to see it um and it was, uh, we're actually never gonna do sequels. Just, I'm not, that is not why we have a studio. We have like a ton of ideas for different games and so on. And it's just, uh, we met with this marketing guy before we released uh, Strength of the Sword 3. And uh, it wasn't called that, it was just Strength of the Sword. Uh, and he was like, ah, oh, if this is successful, we have to do a sequel. We're like, nah, we don't, we don't wanna do sequels. He was like, no, that's, it's, not, it's not a matter of whether you want to or not. That's how the industry works. You, if something is successful, you milk it for all it's worth. You, you wait until like the, the third iteration, nobody's, everybody's like fed up with it, and then you drop it. 
We're like, Thanks, no. marketing guy. <laughs> yeah. We're like, no, we don't want to do that. And he's like, no, you have to make it a trilogy. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm ending this trilogy right now. <laughs> just, Acceptable. Just as yeah. long as you're not doing another Star Wars where it starts at, you know, three or four. <laughs> and then we go back and find out, you know, how a, a whiny little punk could become the, the greatest villain ever. Uh, yeah. Just don't, just don't do that. That that's all no. I ask. <laughs> We're not gonna like count back or, or like release Strength of the Sword fourteen and then Strength of the Sword five and then Strength of the Sword <laughs> one and just like, you know, freak everybody out. Uh, no. Or if you wanted to do that, but then have them all be completely different. Um, you can <laughs> yeah. have some kind of weird Final Fantasy thing going on. Uh, so they're all sequels, but none of them connect in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> yeah, like one's a puzzle game and the other's a platformer. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think this could be a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's with people's minds. It was like June and uh, June 2. June 2 was a, was a strategy game. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, what? Uh, anyway. So, yeah, like the, we dropped the free because Georgi told that uh, people were confused. <laughs> I'm sure they were. I mean, it was, it was like, wait, wait where's, the, where's the one and two? And actually I built like this really stupid marketing strategy where it would like get people to read more about the studio by creating like articles about like strength of the sword three words one and two well there isn't a one it was we had a wiki page that said like nope there's no such thing it's like <laughs> these guys are retards and it's just they're goofing around uh, uh that, that would be hell for somebody like me i always like to play games in order and you know, and have all the games in a series. So if I get the third one, then I've I've gotta have one and two. <laughs> I can make you like two really crappy flash games. <laughs> yes, that could be a stretch goal. That's that sounds great. Uh... Yeah, we have this eight bit graphic at the beginning of the Kickstarter that says like we should have done this. Maybe I can make that and call it like Strength of the Sword one. <laughs> Hey, you know that that doesn't actually sound like that bad of an idea to me. So you know, <laughs> oh, if, if you want to do that, then uh, you have to have a trilogy. It's got to be milked for all its worth. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, for for people that don't know, what is Strength of the Sword three or Ultimate or otherwise? Uh, yeah. Well, it's this. Uh, it's kind of a fighting game combined with a brawler. We take the tactical and skill-based combat from fighting games and uh, multiple enemies and boss battles from brawlers, and we kind of mix it together in this weird, it's kind of an arena fighter, but with more combo-oriented feel. I don't know. It's uh, it's an action game, and it's extremely hard. It's, like, tough as nails. Uh, it. We've been criticized about the difficulty a lot. Um, we even had this review where we sent it to a website that we knew, and we knew uh, who the reviewer. I'm not gonna mention the website because I don't wanna like insult anybody or anything. But we we sent it, and we wrote like, ah, this reviewer should do it. He loves Dark Souls and so on and so on and Street Fighter. He enjoys like action games and challenge and so on. And they gave it to the guy that reviews like the most casual games ever and oh, the guy yeah, did a review work. and he fucking hated the game yeah, he was like that is not gonna work. The game. 
who would make a game intentionally this hard? It's like your <laughs> your audience is instantly limited. This is stupid. These guys are stupid and blah blah blah. And I, like, I was it, like, you know, it, it's not like I haven't played through it. It's I wouldn't go so far as to say it's hard in, in that it's it's challenging because it forces you to adapt to the game rather than having the game mechanics and stuff adapt to you. Yeah. Um, so my, like, you know, the, like it, it's, and it's especially jarring when you get, when your first reaction with any kind of fighter game like this is to just start kind of mashing on that attack button to see what you can do. And with the, with the automaton, he, you know, it's all hit confirms and, and, you know, it's, it's uh hit priority and that stuff where you have to, you know, you got to know you're swinging. You have to know that that dude is not swinging back at you. And if he is, you better get that shield up or roll the hell out the way because you are going to get hit. Yeah. It's so like, one of the things that I ran into with that difficulty, though, is the um, the slow-mo super hits. <laughs> <laughs> they look super awesome and cinematic. But, oh my god, would the bosses cheese the hell out of those. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, it, it happens. That was yeah. just one of the problems. Like, especially, I want to say it was... Uh, it was either the second. It was a while ago since I played it, but it was the second or the third boss, and there was like a magic attack that he had, and it would until I figured out the timing on it, it was constantly knocking me on his ass, on my ass, and then the dude would like rush up on me before I could even stand up again, and I I did there there were times when I wanted to scream at the controller, I did not, I eventually put that dude into the ground, but yes that, that was that it it was rough, but it, at the same time it was rewarding. Oh, well, yeah, that that's kind of how hard games work. When it's like it's it makes you work for it and when you achieve it, it's like Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's what you get. Who's your dad? Yeah, I probably said something <laughs> like that too when I finally dropped that last boss. Cuz that was I want to say I did that guy probably like 15 or 16 times in a row. <laughs> we had one of the testers like the dude he was really bad at the game. It took him like five hours to go through the story mode, and that's like a lot. That's like the longest we've seen somebody play. And uh, he 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 passed like the first. Uh, he he got to the last boss in like three hours, and then spent two hours on the last boss. That was like forty tries. It was absurd. And I was like, dude, do you do you want a break? He was shaking. He was like, oh physically shaking and I'm like uh, looking at his feet and he's like um, twitching every time they hit him and I'm like dude do, do you want to break and I reach for the controller and he pulls it away and goes like no I'm gonna fuck this guy up <laughs> <It was laughs> I really enjoyed that moment uh, the dude was bad at the game but he really got into it it was it was personal for him <laughs> yeah because well, I, I so I you know having played it that I, I kind of measured myself and uh I tended to take each set of chapters up into a boss in itself and then, like, take a break after that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it was at, at, at the beginning, it's like, oh, man, this game, this game's cheesing me out. And then you kind of get into it and you learn, the, you learn what they're doing a bit more. And then it becomes personal. Like, no, you are not going to fucking beat me. I, I'm going to take you out. This is, it's done. It's over with. I know what you're doing. Now it's just a matter of me actually, like, timing it out. Yeah. Oh, we've added this, uh, we've finally added a training mode where it's like a dummy and you can just work out your moves. That helps a lot. Like in, in testing, it looks like it, it's helping a lot to 
people probably who... easier to deal with than the goblins first. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the goblins like they are the most ba- the first enemy you see in the game, but they are the most they have the most complex AI that we've written for. Uh, it's just because uh, they have to they really they have a limited skill set and so on, and they have to work with whatever else is in the arena with them. It's uh, like if they're with the heavy guy, they try to uh, like take the aggro so he can do a charge move, or they they try to like flank you while he's got the aggro. They're like, <clears throat> they don't try to, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you were successful with that AI programming. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, Sony Those guys are. <laughs> we had to go through Sony's quality control, and because what you've played is like I don't know five times easier than the, the than our first iteration of the game. You didn't have like the the sub weapons, the grenades, the throwing knives. You had none of that. You just had the sword and like deal with it. Oh God, uh, that's oh I don't even want to imagine what that game was like. That oh, like tougher than nails. Uh, and Sony were like, our testers can't go through your whole game, please do something. <laughs> uh, so we toned it down a bit, because uh, I get crazy obsessive when it comes to any project, actually. Uh, and when I started doing the AI for our game, it was just, it got really intense very, very fast. So I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> Apology accepted. Um, with the with the switch to like PCs and the new consoles, um, are you uh, are you expecting to see like a, a little bit of uh, like kind of a better load time when you do die and you're kind of forced to come back in? Oh yeah, like way way better. <laughs> okay. It was um, I don't know. We we did some testing on the on the PCs that we have in the office because we have like this crappy build that only works on a certain. Uh, configuration. So in the office we have a running build, and it it loads in like two seconds. It's really fast. So okay, that's that's because that's the one thing that I felt it really needed, especially with the um, you know, with the the kind of uh, trial and error method of trying to figure out bosses and figure out what they do with that last boss when it was just like you know head against the wall. Okay, I think I figured this one out. Then I gotta wait a minute and a half before I can even put anything that I thought I figured out into into action. Yeah, and it was kind of like a, it was a real kind of jarring experience when you had something that was also difficult, like a super meat boy or something along those lines, where it's like you die, you are you are back in it. You know, they, here's that wall. Just keep throwing your head in it. I'm sure you'll get through it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> instantly back in the action. Yeah, yeah. So it's a shorter loader time. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be great. <laughs> what what are some of the other differences that are coming to uh, the ultimate version? Uh, well, you checked out the Kickstarter. Uh, mm-hmm. You want me to talk about like what we've announced so far? Yeah. Okay, because we have some secret stuff that we can mention. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we'll do too. that too. <laughs> okay. You like so, secrets? Okay, uh, like the big thing we're bringing in is multiplayer. We've, we're bringing all new multiplayer modes. It's uh, we got PvP, co-op, and a weird ass thing that's called dark mode. Okay, so PvP is like a one-on-one Nidhogg style battle. 
you've got like two castles on either side and there's like three gates leading up to each castle and every time you kill your opponent the gate uh, his gate opens and you can move into his area once you like what somebody dies three times you win the match basically you can go to his castle and mess shit up uh the co-op is gonna be you and a friend standing off against like oncoming horse it's basically the survival mode but in co-op uh and dark mode dark mode is like our really weird attempt at bringing boss battles into pvp it's basically one if you're doing really good in pvp um sometimes instead of a normal pvp match you're gonna get uh you're gonna get a dark match which is basically you versus another player who is playing uh the Dark Swordsman, who is a completely different character with a different moveset and so on. He's got like tons of crazy skills that are, uh, some of them are in some of the bosses, but others are completely unique to him. Um, And uh, you play versus him, and if you, for every bit of damage you do, you get tons of points. But if you manage to kill him, you get a Dark Token. You get free dark tokens, and you can enter dark mode yourself and be the dark swordsman on the other side. The thing is, we're all the the crazy skills that the dark swordsman has. They got no tutorials for them, so you have to figure out everything on your own. And uh, your life bar never recharges. So if you manage to kill like one guy or two guys or five guys. Uh, you get like the loot from that, but after each match, you're gonna have a little less health. And once that once that health runs out, you're done. You return to normal PvP. Um, to start the cycle over again. To yeah, and you're it. gonna yeah you're gonna work to find another dark match and so on, like kill another dark swordsman and so on. Um, we're also thinking like currently we're thinking about because we just reached our like two days ago we reached the more gear uh stretch goal which is we promised that if we reach twenty five thousand, uh we were gonna do like a ton of more swords armor shields whatever uh once we reach that uh we got thinking about like okay we're gonna like bring in 20 different swords instead of the five that are already in the game. We're going to bring them up to 20, but uh, how are we going to... Because you're going to get all the swords eventually, and there's got to be something more to work towards. And we thought, okay, we're going to do... Every week, there's going to be an event. That event is basically a tournament where where the winner gets a completely unique sword. Like, nobody else has it. And uh, basically, the, those events, they're going to be tournaments of, the, of 11, like, houses. Not houses, clans, something. I'm not sure yet. Uh, and basically, one each week, and then they start over. When they start over, the guy that won the tournament last is going to have to defend his title. And if he, if he is defeated, then somebody else gets the sword. So those swords are going to circulate within the community and every, uh, what is it, 11 weeks, somebody else is going to get it. And uh, it's going to be 
interesting to see if people get excited about that. I'm doing the update as we speak. I'm, I'm drawing the update. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I think, think that's pretty cool. Unique gear every week? Yeah. Okay. yeah oh. and, the, and the idea of like unique gear and mm -hmm. um, stuff that you're not going to find by just uh, you by not participating, by just being, you know, by kind of needing to, to get on and get that. That's that's the kind of thing that keeps, you know, keeps people around. Yeah, we hope so. That sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that you was... said that the, the co-op was basically going to be just uh, just a survival mode, but with two people. That sounds... That sounds fairly interesting. It was it necessary to kind of to rebalance it, or did you find that it worked kind of the way it was um, with the normal survival mode with just a second person in there? Well, the, we're currently working on a new AI because the the old one it was really advanced, but it was only dealing with one enemy at a time. Uh, so now I have to kind of like upgrade it to deal with two people. And oh, so it was cool for them to gang up on me, but if I bring a friend, they can't, they, not, them not handling it's not cool. Well, come on. <laughs> you have to be able to adapt. Otherwise, it's no fun with them just being punching bags. I mean, that is true. Uh, it's, it's proving to be a challenge, but uh, the goblins are starting to work together again quite well. So we've added like a few moves so they can deal with two people. It's, it's going to be awesome. I promise. <laughs> and uh, like currently the arena, we've got like uh, white boxed for it. It's really, really big. It's uh, this canyon and it's really long and you have a sense of progression when you're moving forward in the canyon. So it's not exactly like the old survival mode, like the single player survival mode. It's got a... a a better sense of progression in that sense and we're thinking about like reaching certain points where events happen like uh, environmental destruction or something like that that kind of like uh, exciting stuff should happen when you're playing for a long time because just wave after wave is just not enough I don't know uh, did you play the the challenge bit in the original I played it in the original, and I got up to the point where there were two of the first bosses. I think they were the guys with wings. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, One of you guys I can handle, two of you at once. I, this is too much. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Because like, uh, that's the begin near the beginning of the insane difficulty. Like, we've... We have waves later where it's like four bosses at once, and they're no longer just they're no longer the same kind, which actually like makes it a, a hell lot of more difficult because each boss has skills that are strong in different ranges, and they have AI that's working in different di uh, in uh, in different directions, and uh, they kind of work together very well or very crappily like the the third boss the one with the rocket launchers yes if you manage to get that guy to shoot his own people it makes it a whole lot easier <laughs> but when there's like 
two of them and like other bosses with them and like there's rockets flying everywhere and there's almost nowhere to hide and it's just chaos nobody can deal with that like the we've uh no even uh, even we haven't passed the 36th uh wave in the survival mode there's like 40 waves and we have no idea if the other waves even work it's <laughs> yeah that's yeah nope <laughs> no nope. well with co-op it's gonna be easier i think I, yeah i hope so <laughs> i'm not gonna touch any of the ai for the for the bosses uh-huh. it's they're difficult enough i mean <clears throat> man i don't even want to think of those guys together that's just that's just giving me chills like oh my gosh yeah. But I'm sure if you could, like, you know, once you get it down and you can handle it, you know, then the next change is just add, you keep adding more. Yeah. And figure uh, it out. In Insane, there's this, uh, there's at some point it stops leaving you, like, rest time between waves. It's like you're facing four guys, two of them die, and it spawns two more. It's like, it, it's never less than, than three enemies. It's just constant barrage it's people have to be extremely good i have i'm waiting for asians to start playing the game so maybe we can <laughs> see if, if it's real if the other ways are, are actually working oh my gosh that's that's pretty funny that's sick that's sick <laughs> uh so you mentioned there were some uh, secret things that have not been announced yet yeah um what, what are those well the tournament thing is one of them okay the, the annual tournaments and uh the other thing is we are revamping the whole way that uh items get unlocked it's no longer gonna be like you beat a boss you get a, a sword or shield or whatever everything is gonna be unlockable through with points you get from killing stuff uh, so basically, if you get stuck on a level and you have to replay it again and again and again and again, each time you're killing stuff and you can unlock more gear. So it's basically going to be like a, uh, a crutch for people who get stuck on a level. It's going to allow them to, okay, I can unlock this sword and try with it you're, or I can unlock You're still making more. progress. Yeah, that, exactly. Okay, good. That's, 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 that's pretty cool. And also, since we're adding this... A lot more gear now uh, we can't just uh, make people replay the story mode over and over again that's pointless it's just that would be a dick move uh, we're gonna allow them to unlock items through survival mode or co-op or whatever or PvP like everything will give you points and you can unlock everything at any point um, not sure if because uh, we're currently thinking that uh, the items that are currently you unlock it and you you upgrade it through progress, uh, uh, but every time it resets your items after a battle, now we're gonna make it so that you have to buy those items. I mean the restock with with uh, ammunition. So once you pay to unlock it, and then you pay for the amount of ammunition you want to bring into battle. And uh, not sure if that's going to go well with the fans uh, because you have to like constantly refill your gauges. But it's 
it's gonna kind of tweak one issue that we had in the original where people just go into battle and unload instantly everything because they knew it was gonna recharge like if they have to restart so they, huh. they were trying to get a head start instantly and it was just i don't know uh a weird behavior that we really didn't want to condone, but it just happened. It was just the mechanics were set up that way. Uh, and for PvP, having like bringing in like all the weapons that you have, I don't know how many you stacked, uh, like grenades and rocket launchers and so on, because you have to be the boss twice to get like two rocket launchers, right? Um, but now you can beat them just, you can unlock it once and just instantly stock to four and you know either use it as a crutch or try to like save up points and not use it i don't know uh we're gonna see we haven't in, re implemented that yet and we haven't tested it but uh it seems like a good idea on paper it's a process yeah <laughs> we've had like tons of things that seemed like a good idea on paper and then no just you start <laughs> like cross that print. off the paper. <laughs> yeah, uh, we put a lot of work into something, and then we start playing it. Dude, this just it's it isn't fun. It's unfun. It just oh, damn it. Okay, back to the drawing board. <laughs> uh, but that's what development is like, at least for us. Sure, and um, yeah, no, that from the people that we talked to, that's I'm pretty sure that's par for the course <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome very cool very cool uh now one of the things that kind of struck me uh, i i haven't played the original um strength of sword strength of the sword three um but i the the thing that kind of stood out to me most was one phrase and that was that it's the kind of game that you beat not the kind of game you finish what do yeah. you mean by that I mean, basically nowadays, it's most games are just designed to for you to get through them. It's like nothing. They they don't put up a fight. The whole design is just it's a time waster. Just you know, go through it and that's it. it you just when you sit down to play a game, you just finish it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I grew up with NES games, and you know the in the arcades where games were designed to kick your ass. And when you finish a game and you go like, tomorrow it's cool. And you go like, dude, I just, I beat that game. It was awesome. The last boss was this. And they're like, they, people get hyped off of one another for like the achievement. It meant something for us. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, I don't know. Uh, I think games have lost a bit of that. I was so excited when Dark Souls came out. It was like, oh my God, this is, this is proof that we're not crazy. Like, people love this game as much as they do. It. It's like, yes, yes, okay, come on. Validation of ideas. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I mean that it's a game that's going to put up a fight. It's not just going to let you have it. It's, it's going to let you have it. <laughs> It'll let you have it. Yeah, no, I've confirmed that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty funny. I, I like that. That's I, I've never thought about that phrase. That could mean two totally different things. It's gonna just let you have it, or it's gonna let you have it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that you're doing with the 
with Kickstarter? What when people are you know giving you money? What what's their money going towards essentially? Uh, what's that going to let you do? Eat and have a roof over our heads. <laughs> Fair enough. It's gonna it's gonna let us both just stop doing other projects and concentrate on this because and we're doing it now. We're pretty close to to entering beta uh, beta. It's gonna be in June, hopefully June fifth. I'm really 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 hoping it's June fifth. That's when we release the original, and we made a holiday of it. And we're <clears throat> The video is still somewhere on the internet. It's a weird thing. Like uh, we called it "Epic Wind Day" <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was like so many people during the years went like, "Dude, you can't make that kind of game with a two-man team. It's just that stupid. You're retarded. Just you know, make something smaller, make something simpler. Make, you know what? Pixel art is really big these days. Do that." And I'm like. Fuck you guys. I mean, just, <laughs> we don't know we have to do pixel art and stuff. It's and there's nothing wrong with pixel art. I I love pixel art. Like I said, I grew up with the NES and it was it's beautiful. It's a beautiful art form. But I just um the 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 moment I started ex- extremely getting obsessed over games was with with like uh, Rune and uh, Blade of Darkness. I don't know if you've even played those. Uh, Severance, Blade of Darkness, anybody? No, nope. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> you make me feel old and I'm not that old. God damn it. So anyway, it was like one of, they were uh, at the beginning of the 3D era where uh, they were still kind of trying to work out how how fighters and brawlers should work in in 3D, and uh, those were the first two games that that got it right. It was just, <clears throat> and that's what we're trying to channel. It's like my love of those two games, uh, but um, like Kickstarter. Sorry, I just. Um, I'm going off on extremely on tangents. <laughs> you said you didn't mind, so nope. there you go. You're good. <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah, I, I did. I gave you total um, leeway to do that. That's absolutely fine. Uh, but kind of flipping that, what, uh, what are some of the rewards that backers can get if they, they back your games? What are some of the ones that you're most excited about? Uh, the most excited... I'm most excited about Dark Swordsman reward, which basically... Let some people not have to grind for tokens. It just lets them go into dark mode instantly. And uh, people went like, oh, that's, stu- that's stupid. That's a shitty Kickstarter thing where you're trying to get money off of people and so on. And, and I'm like, no, you don't get it. We need dedicated people that would play that over and over again. Where do you think tokens come from? It's not like it's just falling out of the sky. It's just somebody has to play it, somebody has to die, and you have to get a token. And uh, we did like some math, and we just, we kind of assume that uh, for the for the beta, we're gonna need uh, like about thirty percent of the people in there to be dark swordsmen to to play that over and over, so that we can see if the mechanic works okay and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
that's why we have that. And at the beginning, we assumed that our Kickstarter was going to have 600 backers at the end of it. And we opened 200 slots for Dark Swordsman, because that's like how many we assumed we would need. And now we're, uh, let me see, we're at 1,500. <laughs> and we're going to have to open some more. Uh, <laughs> and uh, people, people really seem to like that one. They hate my t-shirts, though. Damn it, I'm going to have to do something about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dark Swordsman is the one I'm most excited about. And the other one is, like, currently it's Crafter of Darkness. Where it's uh, we're letting backers work with us to develop the the dark swordsman skills because he's going to have like a ton of skills and they're going to be all weird and original and stuff. And uh, we opened two slots for for people to co-design skills with us, and we sold three of those two. It was like uh, they they were gone in the first two hours when we started Kickstarter. And then a guy from a studio called uh, Chaos Group, and you probably haven't heard of them, but they create this renderer for 3D software. uh, It's called V-Ray. Anybody? No? Anyway, it's awesome. And it's like used in movies and so on. One of their artists like contacted me like he got my email from somewhere and he wrote to me and he goes like, dude, I love your Kickstarter. I love what you're doing. Can you open one more slot for for Crafter of Darkness? Because I want to I want to work on a skill with you. I'm gonna do like some effects for it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be awesome. And uh, we opened up another one. And now for the like once I'm done preparing this uh, the announcement for the for the ah fuck. Uh, <laughs> For the tournament system where there's going to be like 11 houses 11 tournaments and each house kind of holds a tournament to find its champion and we're gonna we're gonna design four of the houses and the other seven we're gonna like work with the community to design uh i think five of those we're gonna we're gonna do the crafter of darkness thing where we're gonna uh let somebody back us at like 500 bucks and work with us and the other the other two we're gonna design with the community during beta. Um, those I'm also excited about because I want to see what they're gonna design, like the backstory of the of the house. They're gonna design the blade, the skills and stuff. We're gonna it's gonna be fun. I hope nobody calls it like the house of dick or something. <laughs> you know they will. I'm just saying. It's like... I know they're gonna try, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, there will probably happens. be at least one house of dick. Just yeah. <laughs> like, at least one. At this is one. the internet. It's, there's going to be like the house of dick and house of kittens or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably house of poop somewhere. You know, it's uh... oh, damn it, yeah. But if I'm, I'm really hoping that people that would that would like to work with us are not. I mean, not that they're not juvenile because we're kind of are. We are, <laughs> but uh, they're going to be reasonable enough to not do that. Like. Let's hope. <laughs> awesome. That uh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. But... Except for the house of poop and house of dick. 
those. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully those won't happen. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I, I won't let that happen. <laughs> this is your game, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Well, Brian, do you have uh, any other questions before we get into the end game and uh, let Lubo here get some sleep? No, no, I think, uh, I think we're good. All right. Uh, so we like no. to end with a little bit of a questionnaire that's more about um, uh, that's more about you than about the game. Okay. So we will just jump right into it. Um, who is your favorite video game protagonist? Who's your favorite good guy or antihero? Yeah. Well, uh, have you played Alien vs Predator two? <laughs> I played no, the first. One. I don't think I played two. I played the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the second one was better. Okay. <laughs> so. Playing the alien in the second one was awesome. That's like my favorite in-game experience ever. Like playing the monster and it was just ah, so much epicness. Um, now, you are talking about like the, the literal Alien versus Predator 2, not the one that came out just a couple of years ago, right? No, no, okay. I'm not joking. Nobody's talking about that one <laughs> in shape or form. Yeah, no, Jonathan, come on. I, I just wanted to clarify. Just yeah. wanted to clarify. Thank you, because I would hate to, for people to think that I like that one. <laughs> uh, flipping the coin, um, who's your favorite antagonist? Who's your favorite bad guy? That's uh, hard. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Artis from... from Warcraft 3. Oh, Arthas, okay. Yeah, I know he's not, like... I was really invested in that character, and then he became such a douche. <laughs> so yeah. I just started hating him so much. Like, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, uh, he's an awesome character, and, like, killing his father for, like... It, it was awesome. It was, like, great villain. Awesome. Yeah. And, the you know, the Lich King he becomes is... Uh... Is pretty incredible too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question: um, Is there any uh, theme or trope in video games today that you'd like to see expanded on? Um, anything you really like, but you don't think there's enough of? I I think that beat 'em ups have gone extremely in the wrong direction, and I would love to do one that's like doing the old ones justice. I mean, because. Um, I don't know. Um, trope. Like, actually, I I kind of gave an answer to the wrong question now. No, that's okay. That works. Yeah. What, well, like, so you're, you would you? How would you like them to go? Like more like Streets of Rage or like back in those days? Yeah, actually, um, you know what? Because I I enjoyed Castle Crashers very much. It was mm -hmm. uh, it was a great game, but it did something I hate in beat 'em ups, and that is leveling up like the whole rpg thing i think was a huge mistake and here's the thing like beat em ups are party games where gamers sit down drink beers talk smack play play stuff and yep. it's at some point somebody in the in the party goes like ah you know what i'm gonna like i'm gonna just take a rest like i'm gonna uh, go smoke a cigarette or like drink a beer or whatever uh and when he comes back, he's like five levels below us. We are at a place where it's like, he's useless. 
and <laughs> it was just so frustrating because they have drop-in, drop-out co-op. Yeah. But it, it's broken because of the... It doesn't catch you up when you jump in. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's it just so be. stupid. And I was like, that, that's got to go. That, that ruins beat-em-ups for everybody. And the other thing is, 20-hour campaigns for a beat-em-up is just crazy. Yeah, that's kind of ghastly. I do remember, like, we with the uh, the Super Nintendo ones when my friends used to come over and we would play, like, that was something that if you were good, you could take out in, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And you didn't feel bad about it because the experience was awesome. You just beat the hell out of this whole game with your friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if, uh, let's say that currently a, a game should have, like, at least eight hours of gameplay, fine. Break that thing into several campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like, make... Make people sit down and play for like an hour and a half and then have an ending that makes them feel like, okay, that was awesome. We can stop now. Yeah, kind Instead, of almost like I, Left 4 Dead or, or something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Valver great at that. Just yeah. giving an, an exit from their game. Like, uh, okay, this is the play bite, an hour and a half. Okay, the player should feel satisfied at this point and be okay with walking away. The other, the other side of the spectrum, there's like MMOs that do everything in their power to stop you from, from getting up out of the chair or whatever. It's like Blizzard are like super villains in that yep. regard. I absolutely, 100% <laughs> agree. <laughs> it's, like, it's so well designed to keep you like five minutes away from something from some progress it's like oh five more minutes and i'm gonna level up oh five more minutes and i'm gonna finish this quest oh five more minutes and i'm gonna do this or that or do like uh, one more turn from civilization yeah. Oh, yeah yeah five minutes i'm good yeah we could do this yeah <laughs> yep. and suddenly it's like 5 a.m and you have to like get two hours of sleep before work or whatever no that's just evil but uh. I, I feel like there's still this weird kind of stigma with some games. I mean, even with the the new PlayStation game, um, The Order, it, it got leaked that it was only going to be like five hours long, which I don't even understand why anybody would get upset about that. Every Call of Duty game for the past decade has only been like five hours, but people are getting all upset about the fact that that's like too short. So Call it's of like, Duty also offers a, an endless multiplayer. The Order does not. Uh. But is five hours too short? I, I don't think it is. I mean, it, actually, do you know that there's this, like, every year, like, Microsoft and Sony and the others are doing these surveys where they check how much time does a player, like, play a game. And they fight, they, every year they come out with the results and it says, like, oh, well, most players only play the first 20% of the game. Oh, yeah. And I'm right. like, that's fucking... That's that's ridiculous. That's, Absolutely. And people keep bitching that games are, are too short when, yeah. when most of them are not even finishing them. It's like, I played two hours, I'm fine, never going to touch it again. Then why are you bitching? <laughs> Just, uh. yeah. Hmm. yeah. And that's, that survey actually just is the cause of uh, why game endings suck. It's like... Every company. Oh yeah! If if you're gonna put uh, at the you know end of making a game, if you have to put more effort into something, you put it into the twenty percent that yeah. the, that more people are gonna see than the part that you know only five percent of the people are gonna see. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I understand it's, it's a smart tactic, but it's just after you've played something for like eight hours and then the ending is just ruining it for you and you're like, damn it. I just, what am then I you wish you would have stopped life? two hours in and been like, I could have saved this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So that sounds like we kind of covered bad theme too, which is good because <laughs> that was the next question. Um, after that, so you've been making video games and, and, and you know, doing movies and working kind of in entertainment for a while. Um, is there any other profession you'd like to try? Anything like just wild and crazy that you wish you would have uh, gone into or, or at least given a shot? No, not really. It's just... An astronaut, is... a firefighter? We had somebody no. who wanted to be a metal singer. <laughs> Or a rap star. No. Yeah, yeah, anything. Go for it. No, really. It's just um, when I was a kid, like really like in the second grade, I came back uh, from school and I found out that they were just uh, the cable guy was just installing cable television. And the first channel I saw on it was Cartoon Network. And I was like, done. I'm making cartoons. Just <laughs> I don't care what else is there. But uh, and for the longest time, I thought I wanted. Uh, I thought that I wanted to be a cartoonist, and it, I actually got to do that a lot. Uh, I still do. But me and my brother, we were always making games. It was just natural to us. It was the most fun. Was not like getting a game, uh, like because we bought a lot of like board games and stuff. And uh, we were always using assets from those games, like we make up new rules and this is now a different game and it's got like this and this and this and what was broken with it before, like well, the, combat, the combat was too slow, okay, we're gonna fix it. And it, we were always making games and I didn't even know that that's what I wanted to do. But after like uh, two or three years in the movie industry and like TV stuff and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just doing animation. I just want to go back to designing games and doing stuff. And it was just, I was so happy when, when I started, like when I got into the industry, it was just, just, I, I'm, I felt like a duck that found water. It just <clears throat> was awesome. I'm, there's nothing I would rather do really. Awesome. It is awesome. Our next question is kind of weird. Um, have you ever seen Escape from L.A.? Uh, was that like Snake Plissken? Snake Plissken, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, okay. So at the end of that movie, um, he comes into possession of a remote control for a set of government satellites that will blanket the Earth in an EMP pulse and knock out all, all electricity. Um, you get a memo or a note that says that that's going to happen tomorrow. What game do you play tonight? Delta. Delta. Yeah. Delta. Yeah, I do. I play a lot of Delta. I mean, what is Delta? Uh, Dota. Oh, Dota. 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 Okay, Dota. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you said Delta. I was like, is this a flight sim? Are you taking? It's like a like like you know, passenger simulator six thousand. <laughs> Dota. Okay, no problem. Understood. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I love competitive games and I love co-op and it's basically both. Yep. 
And it also has a playwright of about an hour, which is I also love because we can sit down with the guys, play a game, beat them with it, high five or curse each other. Like, <laughs> relationships end. Uh, uh, yeah. That's completely accurate. Uh, last question. Um, at the end of our lives, uh, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad is there with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Uh, well done. That's nice and simple. Yeah. Roll with that. I wouldn't want him to say, like, you dick, like, strength of the sword was way too hard. No other weapons? What was wrong with you? What were you thinking? Damn it. Uh... <laughs> Well, that's it. You did it. Thank you very much. You passed. Um, oh. You don't win anything, but, you know, whatever. It's... <laughs> Hopefully oh, it wasn't too you want some sleep. You, you won the ability to go get some sleep now. Absolutely. Woo! Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, so... Lubo. Thank you so much for staying up and, and talking to us about Strength of the Sword. If you could just send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about your game. Yeah, go to to the Kickstarter page, uh, Strength of the Sword Ultimate on Kickstarter. It's basically where we've released the most information about the game, and we keep releasing it there. Uh, also, our Facebook page, which is like Event Games. It's not branded towards the game. It's basically the page of the studio. And uh, that's basically it. I don't know where where else I can send them. We really suck at marketing, damn it. <laughs> like, where would you like people to go? I don't know. Internet. <laughs> damn it. Well, I, there will be links in the show notes. Uh, they can find it there. Thank you so much uh, again for staying up and talking to us. And uh, good luck with the, uh, the final days of the, the Kickstarter and finishing the game. Thank you, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, anytime, if you want to have us again, I would. That would be awesome. Also, uh, did you guys back us on Kickstarter? I have not yet. I just found I out about this. You assholes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you some better keys anyway. Oh, thanks. Uh, Thank you, sir. <laughs> come on. We need people who. I don't know, uh, who have, like, uh, an audience to get into the into the beta and just uh, have feedback, uh, have impressions, have, like, I don't know, just a relationship we, that we can build with them. It's just, we can't just, I don't know, work in isolation like the last time. We need guys like you, somebody who can keep us in check. <laughs> well we can we can definitely try <laughs> bring it <laughs> well thanks again Lupo and uh, you go get some sleep man it was great talking to you thanks guys alright see ya see ya